The Hawks lose a back-and-forth battle with the Clippers at State Farm Arena, 149-144. to Welcome to the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks podcast. I am your host, Tim Ogles, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Mikey Kabrinsky, where we talk everything Hawks. Let's go. All right, Mikey, the Hawks end up losing to the Clippers. Um... Man, looking at this game, the Hawks fought hard, just couldn't get it done defensively. Um, You know, it's one of those games where you tip your cap to four future Hall of Famers and you kind of move on. Um, But I I felt like this was a a really good game from the Hawks, nothing to hang your hat on and, you know, keep fighting, move on to Boston. What, What were your overall thoughts on this one? Yeah, I was in the building for this game. I mean, the the shot making in this game by both teams was just incredible to watch. I mean, if you're a person who likes offense, you love this game. I know I, I like to see the defensive end of the court a lot. So, you know, it wasn't the greatest in terms of, of you know, entertainment but from that standpoint. But seeing a 149-144 score, I was in the building for the Pacers game uh, earlier in the season when it was 157-152. Having been in the building for both of those games is, is kind of crazy for sure. But, you know, yeah, this game was, was just off offensive slugfest. Everybody was just putting in, putting in shots. And it was mainly from the three-point line. The Clippers shot 60% from downtown, 21 of 35. And the Hawks, not, not much worse, 20 of 39 for 51.3%. I, I don't remember when I've seen an NBA game with both teams shooting that well and that many shots uh, from three. And I think the biggest turning point in the game, it, it was a pretty close game throughout. I mean, the, the Clippers had around a 10-point lead at some point, but the Hawks never really were out of it. I think the biggest turning point was just when Tyron Lue inserted Russell Westbrook into the closing lineup at center. For me, the Hawks really don't have the personnel to guard uh, to guard the Clippers when Russ is at center because you got Kawhi, you've got PG, Harden, Russ himself. All of those guys can get to the rim when they want to. And against the poorest point of attack defense and uh, of the Hawks, it's it's pretty easy to to put the defense in, into a rough situation. And I don't think the Hawks were able to find a counter for that. So so tip of the cap to Tyron Lue there uh, for for kind of cre- closing with a creative lineup and and it working. Yeah, I thought that was a really good idea from uh, Tyron Lue. Um, moving into this one, uh, the Hawks get out on a, a on a good start. They go on a 5-0 run to start off this game. Um, the first play of the game was a monster dunk by Nyeka Kongwu, followed by Jalen Johnson 3. Yeah, that, that a Kongwu play, when he faked the dribble handoff, I was like, you're not see you're not seeing that uh, from from a say like Clint Capella. Obviously, uh, Capella's value is is definitely more on the rebounding and, and just patrolling the paint a little better. But to see that from from a Hawk center 
the, the creativity, the, the able, the wherewithal to drive from the three-point line and, and go dunk it, that, that was certainly a welcoming sight. Yeah, and it was a monster jam. Um, like I said, Jalen hits a three afterwards. But then the Hawks let the Clippers go on a 16-2 to two run. 11 of those points were consecutive, um, and it was only stopped by a DeAndre Hunter three, making it 16-10. to 10. Uh, DeAndre Hunter came into this game on a mission. He from, from the get go, you can tell that he was felt he just felt comfortable on both ends of the floor. And offensively, it's really it was really good to see his performance tonight because it, in the game where he came back, he just looked a little uncomfortable on that offensive end, just try, trying to find his legs, you know, seeing where, where he fit into the offense. And tonight, it was just really good from him to see that performance. Uh, but for the Clippers, I mean, that, that 60 to two run. The, the Hawks' defense kind of just fell apart, and it was mainly it was mainly th- from the three point line, as as will be a theme uh, for most of the night tonight. But the corners, man, the Hawks allowed a lot of three pointers from those short corners tonight. Uh, especially Norman Powell, Paul George, Kawhi also hit a lot from the corners. Uh, that that just can't happen when you're giving those guys elite shooters uh, th- the best look and the shortest three point shot in the NBA. Yeah, and and. You know, after DeAndre stops that run, then Paul George and Harden hit back-to-back threes, making it 22-10. to 10. Um, DeAndre and DJ in this second unit finally got the Hawks' offense, w- woke up. Uh, you know, there were um, – Dre gets to the rim, uh, splits a pair of free throws, um, making it 31-22. Um, there, there's something I wanted to talk about with DeAndre Hunter coming off the bench. Um, something I saw in this game is he just seems more lively. Like tonight um, was a game that more fits his game. Um, he got to play defense in the half court. Uh, <laughs> chasing Kawhi around is not like uh, the previous game where he's chasing Clay Thompson around. So he was able to you know, be more assertive on the offensive end. And, man, the Hawks definitely needed uh, everything that he brought tonight. Yeah, and I think what makes the score in this game even more impressive, and you alluded to it, a lot of these points were scored in the half court. Just the the level of shot making and the the offensive ingenuity from both teams tonight was – that was fun to see for sure. Uh, As we carry on here in the first quarter, uh, DeAndre Hunter – Get gets a putback. You don't see many, as many of those offensive rebounds from Hunter, but that was great to see. Uh, Trey hit a floater, but Norman Powell, yeah, he kills a lot of teams, but especially the Hawks off the bench. He he's a, just a pure shot maker, and and especially when when he gets those open looks from the corners, he's going to drain those. And it, it, he drove at Trey in the lane. Trey gets a tech, and it ended up being thirty-seven to twenty-eight Clippers after the first quarter. Not the greatest end to the opening frame there for Atlanta. Yeah, and we were uh, as you were talking about pace, the Clippers are 27th in the NBA in pace this year. Um, that that's something that um, you know, as Hawks fans, uh, we we talk about them getting back in transition. In this game, that wasn't as big of a deal, but. 
the shot making ability of their players uh, was a whole different caliber than what the Hawks have been seeing other than Steph Curry, of course, like um, they have a whole roster of guys that can make um, big time buckets and they definitely did tonight. Yeah. As we move on here to the second quarter, uh, the Clippers start out with back-to-back threes, but Jalen and Bogey countered both of them uh, with a layup and a three. And then Wesley Matthews knocked down a three. Uh, that's always good to see, making it 43-36. And slowly but surely, Wes Matthews in this minutes, he's finally finding that three-point shot. Uh, at the beginning of the season, he hit a couple and then went through a major shooting slump where he was also injured uh, with a calf issue. But uh, when he came back, he just could not – Hit up three. Now he, he's hitting some in his spot minutes there. Uh, that's good to see. Yeah, and then of course uh, coming back, um, Norman Powell hits back to back threes from the corner, uh, making it. Yeah, <laughs> making it forty nine to thirty six. And you know the Hawks at that point, I felt like we're playing defense a little bit better at that point, but it was still not enough. Um, rotation-wise, to to close out on the corners. And Jalen, in, in this game, he had a really tough time just finishing around the rim tonight, uh, very unlike Jalen uh, that we've seen th- throughout this year. But I, th- I thought that in, in the first half, what he did what he did do well in impact the game, his passing was really good tonight in the first quarter. He had, uh, sorry, first half. He, he ended up having five assists at halftime. But I thought – just some of the shooting would improve in the second half, but unfortunately it didn't happen. Yeah. And, you know, going a little bit further, uh, bogey catches an alley-oop. DeAndre hits a three and OO hits a dunk. Um, You know, those three possessions uh, end up cutting down the lead to 51-43. And you could tell that the Hawks defensively was tightening up a little bit. they weren't letting the Clippers get as well of looks. Um, DeAndre being on the floor defensively definitely helped the defense stay organized in the half court. Um, I, I felt like, you know, um, after that run, the Hawks are definitely going to have a chance in this one. Yeah, uh, they had uh, back – PG and Harden had back-to-back layups, so then DeAndre Hunter was fouled on the three. He hits all three free throws, and then DeJounte Murray – comes in he hits another three and the lead was 55 49 like the the hawks were down you know around double digits for the majority of this first half but to to end the to end the half they go on a run and it it was really gave the momentum coming out of the second half yeah uh oh catches alley-oop um bay getting to the rim um and then hitting a three making it uh 59-56. Um, then Mason Plumley comes down, gets a dunk. Uh, Kawhi hits a mid-range shot, making it 66-58. And then the Hawks go on an 8-0 run to close out the sec- uh, the first half, um, making it 66, um, you know, ending it off on a Trey Young floater. Yeah, that was really encouraging to see from Atlanta, ending, ending that half the way they did. They might have found something defensively, I thought, but it, it turns out no no team really found something defensively in this game for the major for the majority of the contest. But nonetheless, really good to see and, and Trey too, because Trey was struggling with a shot a little bit. 
the, the Clippers were doubling him so much in that first half, and he was dishing it out to guys uh, to, to, to get easy buckets. But it was good to see him uh, hit that shot at the end of the first half to kind of give some momentum heading into the second. And he took with him uh, as he had a better performance shooting-wise in the second. Yeah, um, you know, to start out the third quarter, um, Terrence Mann comes down, uh, hits a three, um, but OO gets a dunk right back. And then you have a PG three, a Kawhi three, and then Anyaka Kongu hits a three to break it all back even again. Um, you know, it's one of those things where like it's a trend in this game where everyone is just launching threes. Um, Mikey, what was the paint points again on this one? Um, I, I'm pretty sure they were both dead even at like yeah, 56 but, or something yeah, like that. They were exactly 56. Yeah. I mean, it was just one of those games where, uh, I mean, so 56 points out of uh, 149. Um, they they were definitely launching some some three point shots uh, in this one. Yeah, yeah, both teams were for sure, and it was mostly all all in the half court. I mean, fast break points. You you look at that, fourteen to eleven, the Clippers won that. But that's especially eleven for the Hawks. That's not a number you normally see. But both teams turned uh, didn't turn the ball over. Eleven for the Hawks, seven for the Clippers. So when you're shooting that well from three and you're not turning the ball over, you're going to get this this type of crazy offensive game and and we saw that for sure yeah so um so and yeko kongu hits that three right and then harden comes down gets fouled on a three he hits all free, uh three free throws trade comes down hits a three Kawhi comes down hits a three trey comes back down and hits another three and then paul george gets a layup uh making it 83 to 79 yeah and th- that sequence happened really midway through the third quarter uh at the beginning of the third quarter really and at that point i was like all right we're we're in we're in for a crazy game tonight there was it's it just everything was and for the hawks the the p announcer for three so many times <laughs> the entire night and, and but it but it was really it's really fun to watch the the ball go through then that that many times but for onyeka kongo i want to focus on history a little bit because twice he made two threes in this game both both of them from the corner, and they weren't on – it didn't look like they were on set plays. So I love to see that from a Kongu aggressive from beyond the arc. And we didn't see that, that Quinn Snyder classic ATO play for a Kongu tonight. Yeah, I was about to say, I mean, normally you get uh, 0-0-3 out of an ATO where Bogey's the screener. Um, but these two were kickouts, and – one was from DeAndre Hunter, where he gets stuck up under the rim, finds a Kongu in the corner. Um, beautiful three shot. And, you know, that's something that, you know, the Hawks have not um, really shown too, too much of as of lately. So, I mean, if the Hawks start, you know, running that more and more and looking for OO more and more in that corner, it could be very beneficial for the spacing. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah, like right on cue, he makes that three. And then right after that, he's got a, a tip dunk to make it 84-85. DeAndre Hunter drives in and gets a layup. And the Hawks take back the lead for the first time in a while in 86-85 to 85, uh, midway through the third quarter. But not for long because James James Harden comes up, hits a three. Um, 
Hunter takes it back with a midi uh, and ties it back up at 88. Um, but then Westbrook hits a layup. Hunter hits a midi. And then it's 91-90 um, Clippers. Russell Westbrook in this game in the second half, I thought he gave the Hawks a lot of fits because, yeah, he's not the shooter he, he once was, but the way he was able to get to the rim and finish effectively, uh, I thought the Hawks' bigs or whoever was in help, defi- help defense, whether that was Jalen, Bruno, Okongu, I thought they really had trouble uh, trying to deter Russ from getting an easy look at the rim. Well, actually, no, take that back. They, they were tough looks at the rim. But Russ was able to really get around them and, and be crafty with a lot of those finishes. So I uh, tip tip my cap to Russ there in in the second half because yeah, while while some of those were uh, e- easy looks, I think the majority of his finishes around the rim, the layups, were actually pretty tough. Yeah, they they seemed like pretty tough shots. But for me, like Russ, Russ is one of those guys where he's got so much speed. And his ability to get up to the rim with quickness is, you know, the something the Hawks weren't, uh, I guess, really ready for, um, I guess, because they were just having a hard time because he, he's so quick at getting yeah. to the rim. Yeah, once – I mean, the game plan is ideally against Russ. You, you want him to shoot the ball. But if, if you leave him so much runway to get a head start going to the rim, that's where you can counter issues. And I think, I think that might have been something that – the Hawks, uh, if they look at this film, might might want to take an adjustment to uh, next time if, when they play the Clippers. Yeah, and then you get a Bruno layup, a trade three, making it 96-92 Hawks. Now, at this point in the game, I was thinking, all right, uh, Clippers on a second half of back-to-back. Legs are starting to get tired. Here's the chance for the Hawks to make a run and finish it out. And boy, was I wrong. Because... Kawhi and Russ go back, uh, back-to-back layups, making it 96. And then DeAndre Hunter hits a three. Bogey gets a tech. And then Tice gets a dunk to tie it back up at 99. Yeah. There was – this game would just seem like every single time one of the teams would have run away with the game, the other team just goes right back and say, hey, nah, we're still right here. So – that, that was kind of how this game went for sure. And and entering the fourth quarter, this game was 101 to 102. It finished 149-144. That just kind of shows you how crazy the shot making was in this fourth quarter. Yeah, and um I wanted to bring up the last shot in the third quarter. Um Daniel Tice. Uh Hunter gets a tip layup, and then Daniel Tice throws a heave. From half court, and he makes it. Make it. This happened. This happened back to back games for the Hawks. I mean, I don't think this one was as deep as Lester Quinones, uh was, but uh, nonetheless, three point buzzer beater from Tice to end the third. Not what you want to see if you're a Hawks fan. No, and and the bogey, uh, the Hawks come out pretty good in the in the fourth. Um, bogey hits a three, and Bruno has a massive dunk. To make it 106 to 102. And the dunk on Powell for me for Bruno, I felt like Bruno struggled in the first half, but in the second half, he really turned it up. And the Hawks really needed that with the absence of Clint Capella in this game. Um, you know, Clint, uh, which we haven't talked much about, Clint didn't play this game. He had an abductor strain. 
Um, he's going to be out probably at least a week. Um, so Anyeka did get the start, um, but Bruno in that first half, he struggled, but man, in the second half, uh, I thought he played pretty well. Yeah. As we move, as we go here into the third at the fourth quarter, uh, Trey, Trey got to the line and made it, made a floater. He makes it one ten to one Oh seven. And then there, there was a little bit of stretch of, uh, empty possessions for, for both teams until Amir coffee got to the line and then. Russ had a layup, and then Bogey had a layup uh, to to make it one twelve, one eleven. This game was close throughout the entirety of the fourth quarter. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, the the lead stretched out to um, ten at one point in the fourth, but you know, moments later it was back down to three again. It was it was wild. Um, you know, Harden hits a three, DJ gets to the line, misses one. Um, and you know they even it out at 112 um at this point this is where the clippers decided that they wanted to move um russell westbrook to center and it led to an easy dunk for russ uh off a pick and roll where i i, <laughs> I don't know where they got it, it felt like um everybody kind of spread apart and it just left the lane wide open for russ yeah, speaking of the lane wide open, uh, Kawhi, uh, after that, a couple of possessions later, got an N1 dunk on Bogey where, I mean, it was kind of just like a non-competitive defensive possession. Uh, Bogey can't let Kawhi Leonard have the sideline there, especially uh, the, the stronger guy. And that that what happened, or the baseline, I should say. And that's what happened. Kawhi dunks on him. It's an N1. And that put the Clippers up 118 to 115. And then, Mikey, do you know what time it is? It's DeJounte Murray time. Um, DJ hits a huge three. Paul George comes down and hits a three. DJ hits another three. And at the 540 mark in this game, this was going to be a dogfight. Um, th- this next possession is probably one of my favorite possessions from the Hawks of this game. Um, DeJounte Murray goes up for a mid-range shot. He misses it, gets his own rebound, and as he's coming down with the rebound, has the wherewithal to kick it to Jalen Johnson under the rim to get an and one on Paul George, making it 123 to 122. Yeah, that, that sequence was really good, and, and the arena went, went crazy for that because, and, and especially for Jalen, that had to feel good to see, see the ball go through uh, the basket there, but uh, Dejounte, one of his better better passes that we've seen in a long time. Spe- like coming down off the rebound, you're normally okay. I got the rebound. I'm gonna come down. Let me see what my options are. But you know, he he probably saw Jalen at the corner of his eye as he went up. Uh, that that was a great pass from Dejounte. Yeah. So uh, Kawhi gets a, a a midi put back, and then Coffee gets a layup, and um, PG gets to the line. Hits both free throws um, and makes it 127 to 123. And I felt like at this point, maybe this game was starting to get away from the Hawks. Yeah, it it it's certainly it certainly seemed that way. Uh, it the and the lead stayed around that two possession game six uh, six point margin for for a long time. Uh, there was um, there was some tray free throws. 
Uh, Sadiq hit a three Russ layup. And then there was a, a defensive possession where the Hawks switched and it let Trey guard, guard Kawhi. They really didn't need to, uh, in my opinion, there, but it, it cost them. Uh, Kawhi, Kawhi ended up hitting that. Kawhi ended up uh, hitting an and one on that possession to go up 134, 128. And when DeJounte Murray comes down, he misses a mid ranger. And the next possession, right when right when the Hawks really start really thought they they could come back in this game, it was one thirty to one thirty four. Kawhi Leonard it, fading to his left hits a dagger three over Jalen Johnson, and that was that that was kind of the shot that kind of sucked the air out of the building. Yeah, and then you know the possession right after that, Trey goes down, gets a floater blocked. Um, but uh, you know the Hawks and normal Hawks fashion did not give up in this game. Um, you know, DJ gets fouled, hits all three. And one of the wildest possessions of the game was a James Harden and one three where he is, uh, Trey young is stripping the ball out of his hands. He goes up, gets the foul call, shoots a three and banks it in. Um, and the, at that point, that makes he he just he just threw the ball at the basket. Well, what do you felt the contact from Trey? It, it banged it. I mean, that was the fact that that went in was crazy. But uh, you love to see the defensive aggression um, from from Trey there, especially before the shot. Yeah, and that made it one forty three to one thirty three. Um, the Hawks, um, you know, kind of played the foul game. Um, they managed to get this game back down to three points um, on a bogey corner three that Trey found, found him on the baseline. Um, but, of course, the Hawks had to foul. Um, Kawhi Leonard goes to the line, hits two, game over. Yeah, well, actually it was Harden, but but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, James Harden, my bad. But yeah, he hits, he hits both of those, and without a timeout, it was it was pretty much all she wrote there for the Hawks. And then moving on to the box score, um, you know, starting out with the bench, we'll go to Wesley Matthews, uh, six minutes, one of one from three, uh, three points, um, uh, one rebound, one assist, one steal. I felt like Wes in, in his six minutes was okay. Uh, the steal that he got, I was pretty impressed with. He was able to kind of lurk in the passing lanes and tip and tip a pass out of Kawhi Leonard's hands. Uh, but but yeah, other than that, it was you know, six minutes. He, he was he was okay. Uh, we go to Bruno Fernando in fourteen minutes, three of six from the field, one of three from the line. He's, he, Bruno has been been rough historically from the line. Seven points, two blocks, one assist, four rebounds. Uh, like we said earlier, thought Bruno really did struggle in that first half, especially offensively. But in the second half, you know, he definitely brought that energy. And and the two blocks, one of those blocks he had on Tice was was ridiculous. Uh, he he really got up there and, and sent the shot back, but you love to see those energy plays from Bruno uh, because that's that's really what he can give you. Yeah, I, I thought in the second half Bruno was uh, really really good. Um, moving to Bogey, um, twenty six minutes, six of twelve from the field, four of eight from deep, um, three rebounds, six assists, one steal, sixteen points. I, I felt like. Um, for Bogey, uh, he had a decent offensive game, but defensively, he really struggled in this one. And, you know, for for Bogey, he's definitely a professional defender. Um, 
I wouldn't say any more than that uh, defensively, but um, against this group, the Clippers group, uh, he definitely struggled defensively. Yeah, you still love to see the six assists, no turnovers from Bogey for sure. But yeah, I could echo your statement there for uh, on the defensive end. As we move on to the stars here, Sadiq Bay in 33 minutes, five of eight from the field, three of six from downtown, five of five from the line, five rebounds, one steal, 18 points. You'd love to see the three of six from deep for Sadiq. Uh, 50% from three. <laughs> you love you love to see that for sure. I thought Sadiq in this game, I thought he played pretty well. Um, defensively, it was pretty much rough from everybody, but but offensively, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, and then um, moving to Jalen Johnson, uh, thirty-seven minutes, three of fourteen from the field, uh, one of four or one of three from deep, two of three from the free throw line, uh, seven rebounds, five assists, uh, one block, nine points. I felt like Jalen. Um, this was one of those games that Jalen really struggled in. Um, definitely um, from, you know, definitely in from inside, like where the pain is. Um, he just, his finishing in this game was uh, rough. And, you know, uh, you know, with being how young Jalen is, he's going to have games like this. And, you know, for me, I want to see how good he, he bounces back in, in the next one. Yeah, Jalen, he saw three or 14 from the field. Only three of those, I'm pretty sure, were outside the paint, and a ton of those were in the restricted area. I don't, I don't think you'll see that, see that again from Jalen, or if you do, many, many times you won't see that. So uh, I'm confident that Jalen can bounce back for sure. As we move on to Onyeka Okongwu, starting at center, like to mention uh, for Clint Capella, 34 minutes, eight of ten from the field, two of two from deep, five rebounds, one block, 18 points. I thought Onyeka was, Onyeka was really good in this game, especially offensively. You know, in the first half. He, he was okay, but in the second half, especially that third quarter, he was really active, um, and you, you like to, you like to see that from Onyeka Congo for sure. Yeah, I thought Onyeka was really good in this game. Uh, two of two from the three-point line um, is really encouraging for me. Um, I'd like to see him probably take a couple more. Definitely if he's shooting, you know, he have definitely when he has one of those games where he's hot like that, maybe let him get a couple more. Um, moving to DeJounte Murray, uh, 34 minutes, 7 of 18 from the field, 3 of 7 from deep, 4 of 5 from the free throw line, 5 rebounds, 7 assists, um, 21 points. I felt like DeJounte played three really good quarters, um, but in that third quarter, it just felt like, um, he, he just didn't, uh, I don't want to say he didn't show up because he was definitely there. Um, but it, it, his impact just in the third quarter was just not there. We've seen a, a lot of times lately that DeJounte will be really good in the fourth quarter. Uh, and that's cer- certainly encouraging, especially, you know, the timing of that, but I hope for a little more production across more, more of the quarters for DeJounte. As we move on to Trey Young here, 36 minutes, 8 of 14 from the field, 3 of 7 from downtown, 6 of 6 from the charity stripe, 2 rebounds, 12 assists, 2 steals, 25 points. I thought Trey in the first half, you know, he he took a, he took a step back a little bit offensively with his shot. Uh, his passing was pretty good all night, but in the, in the second half, he really uh, hunted his shot, got going with a couple threes early in that third quarter, and ended up, I thought, playing pretty well. 
Yeah, I thought Trey was pretty good in this game. Um, moving to the player of the game, uh, DeAndre Hunter, 18 minutes, 10 of 12 from the field, 3 of 5 from deep, 4 of 5 from the free throw line, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, 27 points. DeAndre Hunter played one hell of a game off the bench. And um, that's really encouraging after, you know, um, the Golden State game, uh, he, he struggled uh, offensively. I felt like he played good defensively. But this was a well-rounded game from DeAndre Hunter. Um, offensively, I thought he played really good defense, definitely organizing the guys. Uh, I felt like this is a great game. Yeah, I thought he played. He made it tough for Kawhi whenever he was on him. Obviously, you know Kawhi didn't end up scoring thirty six points in the game, but I thought he was he he gave him the most the the hardest uh, of you know degree of difficulty of shots. And as we move on here to the three keys of the game versus the Celtics, uh, this will be this will be on the road. So the first time the Hawks have been on the road in six games. Uh, so uh, I think the, the first key of this one, Tim, has got to be speedy rotations. Uh, the Celtics are going to shoot a lot of threes, and it's going to help starting on Yeka Kongu, a center who's a little bit more mobile. But um, they're going to move the ball around the perimeter a lot, drive and kick a lot. So the Hawks need to be on their on their toes as far as communication and just be able to move quickly to determine when that pass is going to come. Yeah, and one thing that's also really concerning um, – with the rotations is the Hawks' lack of size. Um, OO is one of the smaller centers to begin with. And um, when you have Sadiq Bay matched up against a guy like Christoph Porzingis or somebody like that, um, it, it's a little concerning. Um, but it, I'm very interested to see how Quinn Snyder decides to run his rotation. Um, with the way that the Celtics line up. Um, the second key uh, is going to be bench minutes. Um, I, I think that uh, the, on a positive note, DeAndre Hunter had a really great game off the bench. I'd, I'd think that, you know, he still stays on the bench due to minutes restrictions as of right now. But um, the Hawks have to make sure to outscored the Celtics bench unit because I believe that the Hawks uh, bench is probably better than the Celtics if they're fully healthy. Um, so hopefully the Hawks can use the bench minutes to help keep, you know, Boston at bay. Yeah. And in those bench minutes, obviously, you know, with DeJounte starting at point guard, Hunter featuring those two guys I'm looking at um, to be key against the Celtics. And then, Playing fast. Uh, the Hawks definitely are going to be undersized compared to the Celtics. Uh, and in the half court, if it's half court game, the Celtics are going to have that advantage. So let's see if the Hawks can come out with an, with an adjustment. And, and particularly for Quinn Snyder, let's see how he matches up his guys versus Boston. Because uh, similar to the Clippers, it, it's, it's, a, it's kind of a rough matchup on paper. So... Hawks fans definitely should keep an eye out, and it'll be an interesting game for sure. And that'll do it for this episode of the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks podcast. 
Make sure to follow this podcast wherever you get your podcast content, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can follow me on X at Pinwizard300 and follow Tim at TimHawks23. Be on the lookout to receive the latest Hawks coverage from us. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace. Peace.